I've been in business hmm, for about 14 years. In this time, I've worked as a consultant, I'm an entrepreneur, and a designer. I've had the opportunity to create logos for some amazing companies. And in talking with a lot of people, I know who want to start a business or who have already started some sort of existing business. One question I'm asked a lot is, how much should I spend for a logo? I even get some that say, I'm waiting to start my business until I have a logo designed. I've met entrepreneurs who have spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on their logo for their business. Say what? Yes, girl, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for their logo. Now, will a logo drive the success of your business? Not really. Do you need a logo? Yeah, you do. Hi, I'm Tasha Brandon, stereo entrepreneur, artist, photographer, and brand storyteller, and a couple of other things as well. That list gets longer with every episode. In all of my 14 years of experience as an entrepreneur, designer, developer, I have learned a thing or two when it comes to logo design. In this episode of the Whatever is Lovely podcast, we're going to talk about all things logos. So grab a snack and find somewhere cozy and let's talk about it. Whatever is lovely. Hello, creatives. I am so sorry um, that I did not post the podcast last week. Um, I have been traditionally posting them on Fridays, and last week was just not a good week for me. Um, Last weekend was my husband's birthday, and I was working on planning a party for him. So that kind of knocked me out of commission last weekend, Um, just tying up a lot of loose ends, you know. I waited to the absolute last minute to do a lot of stuff. So that kind of knocked me off guard, knocked me off my post. Um, But this week, um, my promise to you is that I will not only record a podcast to make up for last week, but I will still do this week's podcast. You have two coming this week. And today, um, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about logo design because I feel like that's something that um, is important to every entrepreneur. Um, We've all come to that um, decision in our business where we decide um, what is our logo going to be, what colors, what fonts, um, what kind of illustrations, um, do I have enough money for one, trying to find a designer, um, should I just do it myself, just so many different things. Now I can absolutely get into the mechanics of designing a logo and maybe we'll say that for a future episode, but today um, I just really want to focus on why you should not spend a lot of money on your logo. You just shouldn't do it. Um, and that may be contrary to um, what some may say. But again, this is really just based on my own personal experience um, as an entrepreneur and just some of the consulting that I've done with other um, small startups and larger corporations. Um, I've learned to think of too about logos and logo designs and the importance of them in your business, in your creative business. And I want to talk about that today. So um, first thing, um, 
I don't know if you are aware, but I'm a self-taught designer. So when I went to school, um, to college, I did not go to school for design. I initially went to school for business. Um, Then I switched my major and went to school to be a nurse. And once I graduated on associate's level, I switched my degree again. (laughs) And I wanted to get more into um, the administrative part of healthcare. Then I switched it again and wanted to get into IT. And then I quit. Um, I was a single parent with two bitty, itty bitty babies and just trying to juggle working full time, being a single mom and going to school was just not, um, just wasn't working for me. Um, I, so I applaud anyone that is able to juggle all those hats. But for me, it was just a little bit too much. Um, so I was always, I've always been creative, always been an artist, have used to draw on any kind of paper, book, desk, furniture, anything I could find, sidewalk, I was drawing on it. Um, so it's not um, a total surprise that I am an artist slash creative entrepreneur today because I have been into artistry of every form um, that you could think of since I was a kid. Um, so I did not go to school to be a graphic designer, web developer, copywriter, or any of that. I am self-taught. Um, I remember back in the days when social media was young in its um, inception, the days of Black Planet, Mijente, Zanga, um, we used to have, uh, we used to download backgrounds and make little marquee text and everything and just have little funny pointed mousers and uh, pointer, mouse pointers and everything. <laughs> mousers, what is that? But um, I was always mesmerized at um, how you could uh, make a page, you know, function and how you can take it and make it kind of stand out. So anytime I would look online, uh, whether it be back in the days of WordPress, where you used to actually have to know the path to Perl, there was no such thing as a one-click installation. If you did not know FTP, you were not even remotely close to even trying to use WordPress. So that's kind of the days when I started back in the early 2000s, maybe 2002. Um, that's kind of when I started. Um, but social media back in 1999, I'm telling my age here, 2000, I would look at these different social media pages or I would come across a blog online and I would be like, OMG, how did they get this to look this way? Um, how they get this design, this background, this text, the glitter, how did they do this? And I began looking at the source codes of different pages and I would try to search through the HTML code to find the snippets of code to make the page do what it do. And then I learned that that time you can use F, uh, Internet Explorer as FTP and I'm probably talking over a lot of your heads, but I'm going to make it all make sense, I promise. Um, Fast forward, built my first website. I did not, could not afford Photoshop at the time. This was when everyone was bootlegging and downloading off of Kazaa and Napster, I think was another one. I never bootlegged and downloaded software, but I did download a free Adobe trial and I could not afford Adobe once the trial was up. So I had to purchase uh, Jask Paint Shop Pro with my first tax return. Um, uh, you know, when you single parent, you got the kiddos and you claim them on your taxes that earn income credit is nice. So I took that and spent $99 and bought Jask Paint Shop Pro. And that is where it all began. I learned how to design. So this is back in early 2000s. I have probably designed hundreds of logos, created thousands of pieces of art. I've built, oh my gosh, um, 
dozens and dozens and dozens of websites that I've either hand coded from scratch or use WordPress, one click installation, e-commerce, Zencart, tomato cart, you name it, I have tried it. Um, in English, in school, English was my very favorite subject. You would think it was art, it was not, it was English. I used to love to write papers and I still love to write today. Um, this is another format of art and um, so I've worked over the years in just building a career around uh, brand strategy and brand storytelling, hence where I am today. So I have a background in design from so many different perspectives, whether it's logo design, website development, package design, product placement, brand storytelling, um, marketing, you name it. And I have done it, whether it's been from one of my own brands or for the brand of a client that I'm consulting with or working for. Um, so I've done a lot of logos for myself. Um, I've also been hired to create a lot of logos for a lot of other amazing companies. Um, I actually used to have a subscription box company where I used to work with small brands and to help them tell the story of their amazing businesses and to get people to learn more about their products. And I actually loved that. And I got to meet a lot of really incredible people and I got to try a really good amount of great products. Um, so today uh, I currently work as a consultant and um, I, I do still do some design work, mainly for myself, but I do, um, you know, when I feel God pulling at my heartstrings, do work for other people because it's really really my passion to help people. Um, and uh, I do a lot of consulting work for small companies, uh, larger companies, whether it's just advising them in their social media marketing strategy, their brand strategy, how to reach their customers, and also how to create their own personal brand story for their company, um, whether it's a startup company or a larger company, just helping uh, companies to better relate to consumers and customers because that is, in turn, it impacts the bottom line. If people feel like they can connect with you and your story, story, your how, your why, um, then they, uh, you, that is the best way to build brand loyalty and repeat customers. So when getting a logo, when you're starting your company, um, logos can be expensive. I've heard logos, um, you know, charged by freelancers anywhere from, you know, the double digits, 50, 60, $70 to upwards of 300, 400, thousands of dollars. It just really depends on who you go through. Um, I know there's a very popular design service where you can actually have uh, designers bid for your work once you present your project. There's a couple of uh, websites that have that type of format. So there are a lot of different ways for you to have a logo designed. You can um, go on different message boards. You can ask around, ask if people um, are able to point you in the direction of someone that does a logo. But anyone that has tried to start a business or has an existing business, we've all crossed that hurdle where you have to create a logo for your business, whether it's for business cards, for your um, your website, for your products that you're um, you know, uh, servicing your customers with. You will need some form of something that people can look at and recognize it. We are trained to recognize logos, whether it's um, something like the Walmart logo, um, Nike, McDonald's, um, Adidas. There is all something iconic about something very simple with shapes and colors and fonts that we recognize. Like if you look at the Chick-fil-A font, that's a very distinct font. I love Chick-fil-A, by the way. OMG. Um, 
if you look at that font and you see it uh, spell out something else, maybe it spells out your name, you recognize the loops and the spaces and the twirls and the dots and the crosses and you know, oh, that's the Chick-fil-A font. So there's something very distinct about logos. So you absolutely need something, some, some form of visual recognition um, where people can look at something and say, oh, I know that belongs to said brand. So it's, you absolutely 100% need a logo. The question is, how much emphasis should we be placing on logo? How much money out of our startup budget should we use to um, have a logo created? So the cost of logos can vary based on the designer that you work with. Um, one thing you definitely have to be careful with is copyright. I know today in the age of um, there being lots of apps and websites where you can log into really great sites like Canva, apps like Over that I love. Oh, I love Over. Did I say I love Over? I love Over. Go to the app store and download that right now. It's such a dream. Um, but there's lots of apps that give you the ability to get in there and create your own sort of logo. Um, if you don't have the money to um, hire a designer or maybe you don't know where to find a designer, not a problem. You can absolutely 100% do a DIY and create your own. Um, one thing you want to be careful with, even when you hire a designer, whether you do it yourself or you hire someone, you want to make sure that the fonts and icons that you may download and use online, um, that you have the rights to use them for commercial use or for business use. Um, some designers require that you ask permission or that you pay for additional licensing to use fonts that you may find on my fonts or um, 1001 fonts or, or um, DaFont or anything you may find on use on Canva or something like that. You want to make sure that it's royalty free and that you are able to use them for your business use because you don't want to get in trouble from that from the original artist so you definitely want to make sure um, that you adhere to all copyrights for whatever icons and uh, fonts that you may use um, a logo isn't necessarily even though it's important it's vitally important that you have something visually recognizable that people can associate with your business uh, a logo isn't going to ensure the success of your business, meaning you can pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for you've got this vision in your mind. You see the imagery, you see the characters, um, you see the texture. Now you can go and you can hire someone, you can pay hundreds or thousands of dollars, or you can pay $50 and go through 25 different revisions of this logo. The time that you spend and the detail that you put into this logo may be beneficial to you, but it's not going to ensure the success of your business. Having a really dope, over-the-top, oh my gosh, jaw-dropping logo is not going to make you a millionaire. It's not going to make your product fly off the shelf if you're going into mass retail. It's not going to make your website crash because you have thousands of orders based on your logo. There's more to your business than just a really nice logo. So you also want to keep in mind um, when you do operate on a budget that you can still have something very stellar and very recognizable. If you think about something simple like Facebook, 
Facebook is just a font. There's nothing, there's nothing fanciful about the Facebook logo, but it's a recognizable text now because they have built a culture around their brand. They have built a story around their brand. They have built a lifestyle around Facebook. You get up and you check your Facebook every single day and it's just, their logo is just a font. So just keep in mind if you are on a budget using a stylized font that you have the rights to um, is definitely absolutely 100% an option. So basically, a logo is um, something iconic, something recognizable that people can visually associate with your business, whether it's your business name. Um, in addition to that, your business may have um, maybe you've got an organic skincare um, line and in that organic skincare, you specialize in using, I don't know, beeswax in all of your products. So you may have um, something that says your business name and then like the icon might be a little bee or something like that or a beehive to, to help people to understand the story in which that you utilize beeswax in all of your um, products. So the logo is going to help paint a picture and tell a story, but it's not necessarily the essence of your brand, who it is, who your target audience is, and what your personal story is. Your story is your why. Why did you start this company? Um, what gap in the market? What problem are you looking to solve? What is your passion? What was this birthed out of? Was it birthed out of um, a pain that you experienced in the past? I worked with a client before who unfortunately lost a child to cancer. So she became really passionate about um using products that don't have a lot of chemicals in them. So her brand story was based around the unfortunate loss of their child and how in that they became more health conscious as far as what they were putting in and on their bodies, which is an amazing story that they were able to take something very painful and triumph over that and to really impact and enhance the lives of others. That is their story. So your story is why you started your business, what what you're like, what you're passionate about and what you hope to communicate with others. Your logo will help tell that story in a very, very minute, <laughs> very minor, minor, tiny, itty, weedy, bitty, itty, weedy, teeny piece, but it's not going to be the essence of what your story is. Your story will have more value than your logo because your story is going to pull on the heartstrings of people and help people connect with your why because you'll find other people that are passionate about the same things you're passionate about. So in communicating your brand story, you're going to connect with people inherently and that's going to be in a way that just having a visual image of your logo is not going to connect with people. Facebook's logo doesn't visually, it doesn't, emotionally connect with users but what connects with users is like for me for example is the ability to go on Facebook to look up high school friends that I haven't seen in years and to re-establish connections with them when in other in any other manner or any other way I would never ever see them again so it gives me it's it's created a, a sense of nostalgia around me it's it's I can log on and see what my family's doing what my friends are doing I didn't even go to my class reunion um, last year because for what I'm friends with everyone I wanted to be friends with on Facebook everyone that I wanted to see and connect with we are Facebook friends we talk we text we email I didn't see the need to go cross-country to meet people that um, I didn't have a relationship with in high school 
Um, but in the same token, I can get on Facebook and some of my friends that did go and they are tagged in those photos, I can see their whole experience. So there's a whole experience and lifestyle created around Facebook that is not necessarily associated with their logo. But since they've built such great culture around their company and around their brand, it makes the Facebook font and logo totally recognizable. So if Facebook was to, if the Facebook logo was used to say something else like orange juice, you would be able to look at um, the loops and the, the, the dips in the fonts and the widths and the heights and you would say that's the Facebook font. But you're associating that font with the culture and your experience with Facebook. Your, your brand story is going to help not only build connection between you and those that want to buy your products or services, it's going to help attract those people because they're going to be attracted to your story. They're going to be attracted to feeling like they have some sort of connection with you, like they know you personally. Um, those are the reasons why brands nowadays are rising up and becoming more successful because they're able to attract the customers that they want based on how their story is curated. Now, colors and logos will add to this. If you have a product that is a, a boutique for little girls clothes, you don't necessarily want to have the colors of the logo be like blue and brown because those don't speak to little girls. You want to think about colors and fonts and things that have something, an appeal to little girls and those typically mothers who take their little girls shopping. And that's not to say dads don't, but I'm just saying statistically more women take their little girls shopping than, than men. So in knowing that you have to create a brand logo in addition to your story, that's going to attract your desired customer. It's more about your brand than about the logo. So it's not necessary. It's important to have a logo that speaks to your customer because you don't want to misfire and have a logo. I've worked with a couple of uh, clients in the past that have had logos that were maybe created in Microsoft Word. And because they created the logo and they felt the sense of empowerment, as the brand grew and the story changed and their audience grew, they refused to rebrand to help themselves better communicate and have a, a, an aesthetic that was pleasing to that audience because of the, the, the emotional meaning that initial logo had to them. So it's it's definitely also important <laughs> that you, um, you allow your logo and your brand to grow with you. So a logo isn't your brand, but it definitely adds to the overall grand scheme, the, the great picture of your brand. Your story is your why, your how, um, your customer's experience with you. Um, and this is basically when you kind of put all this in the pot, this is how your brand is created. It's your why, your how, your personal story, your triumphs, your victories, your, your everything that made you do what you do, who you are, what you love, but it's also your customer's experience. Um, when I worked, when I had my own um, subscription box business, one of the clients that we worked with was a co led uh, company and when I sat down to interview these ladies to tell their story to help them tell their story about their business and I started asking them the hows and the whys I began to notice that their stories were very different 
and why they were different was because they hadn't taken the time to create their brand story. So when people would ask them about their how and their why, you would get two totally different stories from two totally different people because they're telling them from two completely different perspectives. So they had a challenge in reaching their target audience because you had one person that says, well, this is our why. We had another person that says, no, this is our why. So the customers were confused because there was a there was kind of two different stories being told. And I don't believe that uh, we were able to really help at that time that we were interviewing them to, for them to tell their story. And only after um, this company watched their video, they noticed, oh my gosh, we told two totally different stories. We need to sit down and get this right. We need to make this unison. It needs to have one voice and one sound. But that was something that they hadn't recognized until they began working with me and my team and we help them to um, create and curate a story um, based on their product and their services. So your story is definitely important and having your why um, it definitely is important because it helps people to connect with you. So one thing that you need to think about when you're starting your business, because I hear it so often, I'm going to start my business once I have my logo started. Once I get my logo, then I'm going to start my business. You don't have to wait to get your logo to start your business. The most important thing you need before you start your business, number one, determining if there's a need for what you're trying to offer. Is there a gap in the market? Is there a problem you're trying to solve? And if the answer for both of those is yes, and you want to start a business based on that, then you have to create a story that is your why. And whatever story you create is going to have to, in turn, connect with your desired consumer. So if you want a very high end body fragrance, for example, and you want um, the you say that my target customer is a woman that makes X amount of money. This is her lifestyle. I want my brand to appeal to her. Then you have to work backwards. The name of the brand, um, the name of your company, how your company looks on shelf, how it smells, how it feels, the full experience. You all of that needs to appeal to that audience. So that means you also need to create a story that's going to resonate with her as a customer. Now, this is something that I help my clients with. I help them to kind of reverse engineer. You've got this vision. You've got this product. You've got this service. Now, how can we go back in and tie all the little details and then begin to strategically place yourself um, in avenues and spaces where your desired in customer is going to find your product, buy your product, and be loyal to your product. That is something I help do. So if that's something that you need help with in your business, I can help. And I love to help. It's it's something I love to do. Brand storytelling, creating brands, logos, branding. That is like my most favorite thing ever outside of Hot Cheetos and Fruit Snacks. So um, that is absolutely something that I can help you with, with your business. Um, it's one of the more important things to ensure the success of your business. Yes, finances, forecastings, and things of that matter. But you can't get there unless you have a product that is actually um, turning customers in the market. Um, having someone to help you craft your story is more important than a large investment in a visual logo. I'm going to say that again. Having someone to help you craft your brand story, your how, your why, and helping you to determine who your end user is and how to reach that end user. All of that is your branding. That is more important than a large investment of a logo. Not to say that you don't need the logo because you do in some essence. However, crafting your story is more 
important and it's more critical um, to the success of your business. A logo will not sell your product, but your story will. I hope this has helped you today, and I'm looking forward to anyone that's got any questions or you need any help curating your brand story to reach out to me at aloha at tashabranham.com. And I would love to work with you on creating your brand story. Just keep these things in mind as you go out and you um, look for someone to help you with your logo. That a logo is definitely an asset and it's definitely something that can help the visual aesthetic of your brand and the brand recognition. But do not put more emphasis on your brand logo than your brand story. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please rate and comment and share with a fellow creative entrepreneur. 